Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're going to be starting a new parak in Maseches Yoma, Perak Birishona, and this begins at the very top of Daf Chav Beis Amud Aleph. And today we're going to uh, learn a, a host of sugyas, not all one topic, but a variety of topics. Starting at a fresh mission, a top line, first word, Kaf Beis Aleph. Here we go. Birishona, Komli Shirot to Litrom Samiz Beach Torim in the beginning. In the early times of the Mikdash, anyone who wanted to do the Truma Sadeshin was welcome to Torah, and they could go and they could remove the, the uh, ashes on their own, no problem. But when there were a lot of Kohanim, Ratzin Ve'olin Bekevesh, then they'd manage have a race, like, ready, set, go. And they'd run up the ramp, and whoever got there first, got there first. Once they got to the goal pad, which was a four by four Amma, we'll see where exactly where this was, then that person got to do the Truma Sadeshin. What would happen if two people got there at exactly the same time? The one who is running things in the Besamikdash, you guys are going to need to put out your fingers. And the way it would work is that he'd pick a number. And let's say one coin had out one finger and another coin had out two fingers and another one had out one, two, and then they'd tally until they got to the number. It's like hot potato. Wherever it lands, that's the one who got to do it. So they'd put out either one or two fingers. And one was not allowed to extend their thumb in the base of Mikdash. Rashi gives an explanation of why based on the Gemara, which we'll see a little bit later. Maisa, the story in the halfway through the Mishnah, six, seven lines down. There were two people running neck and neck, and this guy drops a little bit of the, uh, the old elbow, like right as he's getting to the top of the ramp, and then the guy goes flying off the ramp, and he breaks his leg. But once this happened, then the Chacham were like, all right, uh, this whole racing idea, having the whole race is not a good idea, the Beit HaMikdash. Remind, remember that it's slippery. They have like animal fat everywhere, right? And these, it's just like, they're barefoot, right? Nobody's wearing like the latest, uh, you know, best grip shoes. Because Bezdin saw that there were some dangers involved with this process of the Truma Sadeshin, of how to get to the Truma Sadeshin, they, they then decided it would be a lottery. Shalom Yisrael, nobody has to run. Everybody stick their name in a hat, pull out the name, whoever it was, is this Cohen or that Cohen? they got to do it. Arba paisos, hayusham, is Zeha Paisarishan. This would be the first of the four paisos that were done. The Gemara opened the quarter of the way down, my time to paisa. Why in the beginning did they make this race? That the whole thing is crazy to start. It's just everything else is bepayas. Do this bepayas also. Why is it not done with the lottery? The Gemara is going to present two answers. So we're going to answer this question twice over. Here's answer number one. Three lines into the Gemara, Puff Bezamanalav, one third of the way down. Meikara. Initially, they thought by the Truma Sadeshen, you have to wake up in the middle of the night to do it. Remember, we said in the previous Mishnah that on a regular night, you'd have to wake up either just before or just after Kriyat Hagever when the sun would come up or when the rooster would roost, whatever it would be. That's when we would do it. So, we would have thought that no one would have been interested in doing it. Once we saw that people were showing up, and it was starting to create a dangerous situation, then they shifted gears. Again, you have to remember that this was an evolution. We look at it now after the fact and say they did lotteries. Yeah, but they had to make a decision along the way about how they were going to run the base of Mikdash. Like, nobody's going to want to do too much that dash. You got to set your alarm for 3 a.m. It's tough to tear yourself out of bed. No one's going to do it. 3 a.m., the whole Hebrew is standing there waiting to go. Oh, okay, ready? Race. <laughs> no, my God, you just shove someone off. Okay, fine. Let's do a pious. So that's answer number one. Ask the Gemara on answer number one. 
We have other things that are done late at night. The last thing that we do is the Avarim and Padarim, and that we did a pious for. So you are going to say that uh, that the uh, that the Chumas Hadeshans is very late at night, and no one's going to want to be there. The Avarim and Padarim are in a similar camp, says the Gemara. No, it's so favored Mama who really, it's just the end of the day. It's much easier at the end. So you have a meeting at the end of the day. You stay an hour later. It's not as bad as tearing yourself out of bed at 3 a.m. So says the Gemara, you can't compare the case of Chumash Hadesh where the Havamina was at least, that you would not uh, be interested in doing it. Whereas by the Evarim and Pidarim, which were just at the end of the workday, that you would be interested in doing it. Hainami says the Gemara by Chumash Hadesh as well. We could look at the Chumash Hadesh as Tchila Savoda Diyamamahu. Maybe we could look uh, just like you're saying that the uh, the Ivarim and Padarim were the end of the workday, maybe you could argue on the flip side that the Juma Sadesh is like the beginning of the workday. Halfway down, how do we have, where is the precedent, I should say? That we can see that Truma Sadeshin is connected to the morning Avoda from a very halachic realm. Let's say you wake up at 3 a.m. to do the Truma Sadeshin. Sun doesn't rise for a while. You get up, and in order to do any Avoda, from the Kior, obviously that's a staple in the Beis HaMikdash. So you decide you're the one who wins and you wash the Tilat Shadayim. What's the halacha? And when the sun comes up and you're doing the avoda, you don't have to do, do kiddusha daim v'raglaim again. What does that show you, Kodesh Rav Yochanan? That the true tadeshin is really the beginning of the morning, in which case, why should it be any different than the avoda, which is at the end of the day, they learn. We should, we're back to our questions. It says the Gemara, You misunderstood Rav Yochanan. All Rav Yochanan said is that it's not that the Chumas Adeshin is step number one in the morning. It's not that it's connected to the morning Avoda. It just happens to be that you already washed practical. You already washed your hands, so you're done. So says the Gemara that therefore there's still a distinction. Now, uh, that was all answer number one. The second uh, approach that we're going to say, again, our question, if you just flip back to the Gemara or look back to the Gemara's opening, we asked, why was there no pious? From the beginning, so Ika de Amre halfway down Kafbeis Manal. If Ika de Amre Meikara Sub or Kevan de Ika Ones Shena, because it's so hard to wake up, it's easy to stay asleep. Lo Asu, we thought no one would show up. Kevan de Chazad Asu Bekaasu Namely Beisakana, because people started showing up and they started shoving each other off of the ramps, or at least this one episode. Takinu Larabonon Paisa. Therefore, they decided to do the pious. And on this second answer, the Gemara asks a question. It's also late in the afternoon, very very late. It's dark out already. So it says the Gemara, if there's an Onishena, but the Kinnah Laraban on Paisa. So we see that there's a, pi- a Pais, there was a lottery that was done by Varim and Pidarim, that was also at night. The answer is the Gemara with, with a psychology, or maybe I should just say a reality, that I think we could all agree to. Shiny Migna Mimeka. It's different just wanting to go to bed and having to tear yourself out of bed once you've been to sleep. Something we can all, re- we can all it all resonates with us. So migna means to lie down, technically. It just means sleeping under the under the circumstances. And make them lakum, to get up in the morning. So it says the Gemara, I the Trumatza Deshen, where you have to tear yourself out of bed. It's the middle of the night or the middle of the morning, depending on what part of the year you're in. So then that's that's much more difficult. And uh, by the Avarim and Pidarim, it's not as bad. It's not as bad. You can push yourself to stay up a little bit later. 
Okay, uh, that's the, our question and two answers of the Gemara. We're two thirds of the way down and the Gemara says about, about this approach that we just said in our mission about both approaches that there was a pious that was added. So the Gemara says, You think that this Takana was only for the sake of Truma Sadesh and that we should have a pious for Truma Sadesh? No. It really had a little bit more going on there. The pious didn't only include Truma Sadesh and Titania, the Brysa writes, Misha Zacha. We started our mission to say that when you do Truma Sadeshen, people, it was dangerous, so they put in a pious. So says the Gemara, it wasn't only for Truma Sadeshen, because there was also the Ma'arach and the Shnei Gizret, you got to set up the pyre, you got to set up all the wood for the Mizbeach. So says the Gemara, it's not so clean cut, our mission is not so clear. Answers the Gemara, Really, it was two Takanos woven into one. Follow the flow. Simple, clear. Like we said, we didn't think people were going to show up in the first place for the Truma Sadeshan. Once people did start showing up for the Truma Sadeshan and people started getting hurt, then Takinu La Paisa. But then once they made the Pais, everyone was like, I'm not going to win this. It's like buying a lottery ticket. Oh, the odds are only one in a million. That's not good odds. That's not a reason to buy a lottery ticket. So they're all like, I'd rather sleep. Thank you very much. I'm not going to win anyways. I'm not even putting my name in the raffle. So it says that the Gemara came to Tzginu Lapaisa Lo Asu. Now that they made it into a pious to prevent people from getting hurt, now no one's signing up for the pious for the Truma Sadeshen. Amre, mi yemar They're all saying, like, is it going to be me? I'd rather sleep. Hadr Takinu Lahu. Then they added, oh no, you're going to want to stick your name in the hat for this. Why? Because Misha Zach of the Truma Sadeshen, Yizke as well, Besidur Ma'arach of Shnegiz Re'etzim, Kiecha Denaisu Faisu. So yes, you're right. Our Mishnah is layer number one. But once they saw that the people were getting injured, they switched from the running race to the lottery. When they got to the lottery, everyone's like, there's no way I'm going to win. I'm not even putting my name in the ring. And then they're like, uh-oh, we need someone to do the Shumas Adeshen. Let's sweeten the pot. So then they said, it's not just Shumas Adeshen. It's also the Maruch and the Shnei him. Okay, I'll get out of bed for that. That's fine. Put your name in the hat. And that's how they solved this problem. That brings us toward the bottom of the page, five lines from the bottom of the two dots. Our Mishnah said that they would uh, run up the ramp. This is still an iteration number one of the Mishnah. Of course, we know how we pasch and that it's papayas, but we wanted to understand that even at that time, what did it mean? Says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom. We're not talking about the four Amos that are on the ground. Why? Because of the language of the Mishnah. Quote, that's what the Mishnah writes, that we're talking about the ramp. We're also not talking about the first four Amos of the ramp because you had to run up the ramp and then beat your friend, which means it couldn't be the bottom part of the ramp. The Baini Baini Nami Lo, it also can't be that it's talking about the middle of the ramp, to Loma Saima Milsa, because there's no lines of demarcation. It's not like a 50 yard line. You're not racing to a line. So there was nothing on the ramp to indicate that you won. So it must be something at the top of the ramp. Shita, two lines from the bottom. Shita Li, the Gabe Mizbech. We must have been talking about the Mizbech. Once you get to the top, it is a four square almost. You got to beat your friend. Ask the Gemara a practical question, and the Gemara is going to answer with a teku, last line. When our Mishnah says that they raced up and they had to get to the four Amos, was it were we talking about the uh, the places uh, that were at the outer ring? I think ring, it's a, it's, a, it's a square. At the outter part of the square of the top of the Mizbech, Dilma. Uh, and we don't know the answer to that question. That brings us to the two dots at the top of Kav Beis, Amud Beis. We said in our Mishnah that if they were equals, then 
that everyone should put out a finger. He'll pick a number out of a hat. Let's say 15, one. You got one finger out, one. The other guy's got two, one, two, three. Keep going around until he stops at 15. Wherever he stops, that person would be the one. So ask, says the Gemara, they were putting out their fingers for what purpose? So that the Kohen could count the fingers out to get to the right person, to get to the final person. Asks the Gemara, Look at the person and say, you're a person, number one. Answers the Gemara, famous. That they were counted bavazek. We are understanding in our Havamina right now that bavazek means shards, broken pieces of pottery. How do we know that it's broken pottery? Maybe it's the name of the city. Oh, that's the name of a location. So maybe when the Pasuk says, it doesn't mean that they were counted with shards, but they were actually counted with something else because Vezek's not actually a place. Elamehacha says the Gemara eight, nine lines down, it must be that the source as to how we know we're not supposed to count is based on another Pasuk. They were counted with a tlet, with a small animal. This is a, uh, a Pasuk in Tanakh. We have a principle in Halacha, the Divrei Torah, Midivrei Kabbalah, Lo Yalfina, that you cannot learn out a din do raisa. So when the Gemara says that you violated something here, that you're over Balab, and then it quotes a Pasuk Midirabana, and it quotes a Pasuk out of Tanakh, Lechora, we're not talking about Isurei do raisa here. That's the Pashtas of the Gemara. Um, and that's what the Pasuk reads here, that Kolamon is over, over Balab, Shenemar, Vayamis, Rabbin Yisrael, Kechol, Emma, Shelo Yimad. Rav Nachman, Rav Yitzchak, Amar, over B'Shnei Lab, and really it's two, the one that we said, and Shenemar, the second one, Lo Yimad, Velo Yisafer. So that's how, basically, it's not a good idea to count. That's why we do, uh, there's a lot of different things that people do. They do the famous one, Hoshia Tamecha, and they also do the Brach of Al Nafi which is also uh, 10 words, whatever it is. Uh, we, huh? Oh, It's not Al Nafi I think that one's okay. I didn't count that. I'm not going to do it right now, but you can count later. Whichever one it is, it's up to 10. And we're not counting people. We're counting something secondary to the person. Next part of the Gemara, one third of the way down. Amar Shmuel Bar Nachmenia, Reb Rami. He puts two psukim, one against another, doesn't understand them. See, uh, see one pasuk reads, And uh, that the Jewish people are countable as are the grains of sand. Is that countable or not countable? I could have argued that it's not countable because it would take a very long time. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is seven lines down. Dibur Hamaschil, six lines down. Dibur Hamaschil, Ksiv, Vahayam, Isparbane, Israel, Kecholam, Alma, Islahu Minyan. Wow, that is a long Sunday afternoon. One, two, but the Gemara is, is not using it as a homily. It's meant to be literally like the grains of sand on the beach. We'll see, but there's another con- conflicting fair. We would have thought without hearing the Gemara's uh, juxtaposition of these two psukim, we would have thought that it was just saying, okay, it's a lot of people, which we're not right now. And it says the Gemara, how do we deal with this contradiction of psukim? Two answers. Number one, Lokasha, one third of the way down, when the Jews are doing the Ritzon Shal Makom, then they're Loyimad Veloyisafer. When they're not, then they are countable, then they are Kichola Shal Smasayim. Rebbe Amar, Mishum Abayosi, Ben Dustai, Lokasha, Kamide Adam, Kamide Shemayim. One is Bide Adam. Uh, right? Well, you're not really able to count, and the other is Bidei Shem, and the Kodesh Baruch who knows all the numbers. You don't always know who's Jewish. Yeah, you don't always know. I had a case like this. I have shared this story before. The Irish Catholic woman, I'm Irish Catholic, my mother's Irish Catholic, the whole Gans Mishpacha. And then this baby was six weeks old, and then she calls me, and she's like, by the way, Rabbi, have you ever heard of the custom of lighting candles on Friday night? I'm like, 
as per, well, I, I corrected her. I'm like, it's actually a little bit before Friday night. It's uh, before the sun sets. Why are you asking me? She's like, my grandmother told me this story that when she was a little girl, that she used to light candles on Fridays before, before the Sabbath came in. First of all, which side of the family? Aleph. She said, it's her mother's mother. And I said, did your mother's, mo did your mother's mother grow up in Eastern Europe in the, in the 30s and 40s? She's like, why do you know that? I said, is your grandmother alive? She said, yeah, my grandmother's alive. I said, you need to go ask her if she was put into a convent as a little girl. The Kahaba. She went to this home. She went to her grandmother and she said, did you get, did get put into a convent as a little child? This woman lives in Wheeling, Illinois. She has five kids. All of them are Yidden. We did a beautiful bris, NCSY. You don't always know who's Jewish. That's got to be Klape Shmaya. The actual count, we don't know. We can't control that piece because there are things that happen that we have no idea what's going on. So that's why the Gemara is making such a distinction here is that we are incapable of giving an accurate count. Allah has come of a comma today. He elef alfei alafim with intermarriage rates as they are, people thinking they're Jewish when they're not. Okay. Says the Gemara um, a little bit further down. We're about five, six lines before the wine lines. Once a person becomes in charge of, of the tzibur, they become wealthy. How do we know? That they, again, we're going with our Havamina, that they were counted with Bezek, they were counted with shards of pottery. And in the end, it says they weren't counted with shards of anything. They were counted by animal. Animals are much more expensive. Says Maybe it was their animals that they were counting, but how do you know from there that there was any reason to assume that, uh, that they're wealthier? What does the one thing have to do with the other? If you understand the word vezek to mean pottery, why did the Gemara change it from pottery to slime? It must be that the rich guy was handing out all the slime. You get a sheep, and you get a sheep, and then one, two, three, and he counts like that. He counts the sheep. So that's what the Gemara says. Next section, three lines before the wide lines. What's that? That's, I didn't cross my mind once to think that way. Yeah. But the Pasuk says there was an argument by the Nacha. What is that talking about? So the Gemara, Derek Jewish explains as follows. Amar of money halfway down. Amar of money al iske nachal. What was going on? Kadosh Baruch Hu was talking to Shal. V'shash Amar la Kadosh Baruch Hu l'Shal lech v'kisas hamolek. We know, of course, that there is a tzivui, a mitzvah doraisa, to be uh, to be mo to to be uh, to erase the nation of Amalek, and that included anashim anashim v'taf and the animals. The pasuk on the side here quotes all of that. Amar uman nefesh achas. So um, Shal pushes back on a Kadosh Baruch Hu. He says, We know that even by one person who dies, and if the person dies in between a couple of cities, we're a little bit torn about who's responsible to bury the person. So we, we do this very unique halach of egla arufa. All the more so you're killing all these people right enough. We don't, we're going to have so many questions that we're going to have to deal with. Not only that, fine, I could understand a human being is going to be hoted. You're going to tell me that the animal violated an Avera? Everyone has their collections of mitzvot. Jews have their collection of mitzvot. Going to have their, their requirements for mitzvot. Shem mitzvot, benenach, avadim, not, whatever it is. Everybody has their, but an animal doesn't have any chiyuv for mitzvot. There are chiyuv that they should be shobet on Shabbos, but be'etzim, the animal has nothing to worry about. So what chayt are we talking about? Not only that, even gedolim chatuk, tanim chatuk, little children. Children are pure. They can't do things wrong. So it's then the Gemara pushes back. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends out a baskol. First of the longest lines in the Gemara, don't be more righteous than me, says Hashem to show. I got this down. I'm telling you what, what I need you to do right now. I'm not saying it's easy, but this is the tzivui. Don't be more righteous than I am. 
There's a whole story where uh, Shaul was responsible for the killing of 70 Kohanim in the, in the city of Nov. And this was part of that story. He sent Doeg to go do that job. At that time, you're taking this too far. All the story that they thought that the, the, the Kohanim in Nov were supporting David. And Shaul thought David was out to kill Shaul. So Shaul was trying to kill David. And when they thought, when Shaul thought that David was conspiring with the Kohanim and Nov, uh, Shaul wiped him out. And it was, we'll see shortly, he was punished for it. And on that note, the Gemara continues two thirds of the way down, four lines into the white lines. How great is it with no illness, below Margish, without a lot of negative feelings, Gavra de Mare Saya, one who has the help of their master, capital M, has the help of a Kodesh Baruch. Shal Ba'achas, also the Shal lacked a little bit of emuna. Again, on Ba'asher Husham, it's not a judgment, is what the Gemara says. The also, though, when he was given a consequence, and David Bishtai and also David did two things wrong, and he didn't get a consequence for it. He was more calm about it. Shal Ba'achas, my what one sin did he do? My said the Agag, the Agag, right? That uh, he didn't kill Agag. He left that one person standing from Amalek. That was a big problem. I, why do you say that that's why he was punished? Maybe it was because of another Avera that, that he did, which we just learned about. He also killed the 70 Kohanim, which was wrong. First of all, he believed in the Lashon Hara. Second of all, he killed 70 innocent people. That's huge crime, says the Gemara. Yes, you're right that that was an Avera. But it, the, the dagger, what really put Shaul uh, in a bad place with the Kodesh Baruch Hu was this. That's when a Kodesh Baruch Hu said, I regret. I, I picked the wrong guy. He wasn't strong enough to do it. So then he's out. David Bishtai Mai Nihu, Ninhu. What were the two Averos that David did? To Uriah, Ude Hasata. With Uriah, as we know, the Maisa Basheva, and uh, basically the, the Gemara and Gittin speaks about this, but the basic storyline about this is that we know that David and Basheva were together, but they were together at a time when there was a get night. When people would go out to war, they would write a get for their spouse that if God forbid they would uh, be killed in war, they're retroactively divorced from beforehand, right? So then he sent Uriah to the front of the lines. So that was number one. And Hatsata was a whole story where basically uh, David was Derech Yetzirah, uh, the Mephorshim points out that he uh, tried to count the Jews. And then there was a whole Magaifa that, that took place after that. So these are two things that he did. And how do we know that, uh, that he was held safe from this? After all, he did other Averis as well. But Ikanami Maisa did Bathsheba. You spoke about Uriah. What about Bathsheba? Says the Gemara. He, was, he, he already got paid back for that. Hasam Ifru Umine, he already got paid, punished for that. How do we know? He was paid back fourfold. Yeled, the child that he and Bathsheba had from their act of intimacy. Amnon, Tamar, Shalom. These four people all, uh, all, all had terrible things occurring to them. Says the Gemara, Hasam Nami, but in the other case as well, Nami Ifru Umine, he also got punished because what does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says, Vaitain Hashem Davar. So says the Gemara, there already was something bad that happened. So say, yeah, but that wasn't actually on his body. That was on Klal Yisrael. That when he counted the Jews when he shouldn't have, he didn't get a direct consequence. The punishment happened to the Jewish people, 70,000 of whom died. Says the Gemara, even there, that wasn't uh, on his body because Says the Gemara, no, lie, it's not true. If from Igufe, there really was a punishment on his body. You're right that that aspect of the punishment wasn't. But Damar of Yudam Arav, Shisha Chodashim Nitzterah, David, he had Saras for six months. He had them for a very long time. And at that time, because he had Saras, couldn't really be around people. Your Michutz Lamachne, Sanhedrin left, and he still came in and Shechina. Kadosh Baruch Hu left. Tzivi Yeshu Vuli Yirei Aich Biyode Edevosayich. I want you, the wise one, Sanhedrin, come back after my Tzaras. Uchsiv Hashiv Ali Sasson Yishecha, and he's saying to a Kadosh Baruch Hu, bring back the joy, bring back your salvation. 
says the Gemara, but he was Makabal Lashanara. Says the Gemara, no, he wasn't. Kishmo, Damar lo kibel davar lashon har machlokas. If he was mekabel lashon har, well, the Rav Nami Damar davar kibel Damar kibel davar lashon har. Ha'ifrominein. Even according to Rav, who says he did speak lashon har, or that he was mekabel lashon har, he got a he got a punishment for it. Damar Rabbi Yehuda Marav v'shash Amar lo davar mipiboshes amarti atavetivet techalkei with tatade because he listened to lashon har. So he split up what he was giving out to uh, to mipiboshes, and he says atavetiva you and Siva will split the field. Now, what was the punishment for that? A massive consequence, which is that Klal Yisrael were split into two: the Malchus of Yehuda and the Malchus of Yisrael. So yes, he already had a consequence for that. The pasuk says, "Ben Shana Shaul b'Malchol." Shaul was like a one-year-old. We know that children are one-year-old child. What's more pure than a one-year-old child? Uh, they, they don't do any Averas. So says the Gemara, what does it mean? It must be that he's Tomim Tanchet. I mean, I can think of other things that one-year-olds do that really aren't so pleasant. And that's what the Gemara says. They play in the dirt and they're covered in, in dirty diapers all day long. So it says the Gemara, that night, Rav Nachman asks this question of Ben Shana. You, the, have, the first sheet that says that he's a Ben Shana in Chet, but Rav Nachman's like, well, maybe he's a Ben Shana and that he's a filthy, he's filthy. What is he? That's not a clean person, says the Gemara. Maybe he's a bad king. Says Gemara, When he fell asleep that night, Rav Nachman had terrible, terrible dreams. Take a look at Rashi. A little bit more than halfway down. 15 lines or so from the bottom. In English, we would call this nightmares. But the way that it's being written up here is that there were Malachim, who would terrify him. Just terrifying. So it's a strong guys, strong language. Omar and Rav Nachman reflected and, and he said, I made a mistake. I need to answer to your bones, Shaul Ben Kish. And that next night, Hadar Chaza, the same bad dream the next night because he forgot to call him a king. So then that next night, Omar Ben Kish Israel. You're right, and I didn't need it to refer to as Melech Israel. And the next night he didn't have any of the bad dreams. What is the reason why the Beit Shal, that his Malchus did not continue? We know why it split, because he was in Kabbalah and Why didn't it continue? Says the Gemara, he had a flawless history, he had a flawless family background. I would have thought that was an accolade. What is the problem here? Says the Gemara, the only way you can have a, 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 a person who's in charge of the Tibur is if they have skeletons in the closet. Why? Because says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, all of a sudden he becomes all crazed and they, everyone's like, hey, hey, relax. You've got problems too. You're not Mr. Perfect. That's what the Gemara says. Turn around. You know that bag we put on your back with all the mice in it and all the rats and then all the skeletons. Everybody's got things that are, so all of the leaders have to have that point of humility to make sure that they understand that. We're going to do one more little section stop on the last line. Why was he punished? We saw some things above. One of them is because he was mochal on his own covet as a king. People were, were embarrassing him. What can Shaul do? They embarrassed him. They didn't bring him gifts. And what was his response? He didn't say anything. No. No. When you're Melech Yisrael, you push back. You push back. In, in your house, you push back when someone's written. No, you cannot talk to me that way. So you push back on that. We'll see what was the follow-up to his silence. 
Tuesday, and that should work for this trip. Wishing you all a beautiful night. You looked it up? 